Welcome back to St. Joseph Radio Presents. I'm Peter Karutz. This is Greg Robson. Robson? Robson. Robson. What are we talking about? Well, today we're talking about fatherhood and family life and equipping dads to have confidence about passing on their faith to their children. There you go. Look, the most heartache that any parent has is having their children leave the faith. We're going to give you a couple of tools on how to maybe correct that. Watch. Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. Well, thank you, Matt, and I am your host today, Peter Karutz. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West, and we are live in studio. Did I say live already? We are live in studio with Greg Roberson? Robson. Robson. My own kids say it wrong, don't worry. Yeah, well, I always (laughs) ruin people's names. It's it's punishment because I have such a bad one. Greg Robson. Tell me... uh, First off, the name of our program today is Fatherhood and Family Life. Uh, obviously, it's one of the most important things we have. Sometimes we fathers and we men are not uh, pulling our weight. Is that fair to say? Uh, so we have a lot to say about that today. But first off, tell me uh, a little bit about yourself. Where, where you, what parish are you from? We have just moved back to St. Louis and settled into Epiphany Parish. So oh, yeah. um, my wife and I took our four, five children on a uh, uh, four-year pilgrimage around uh, North America. Really? Yeah. So we're just settling back in in the last, in the last year. So we, we grew up here. Uh, my, my wife grew up in Knoxville uh, but, um, and is a convert, but uh, we had really settled in here, did a lot of ministry work here in St. Louis, and then uh, had a heavy calling to teach our kids by doing. And so we left, packed up, and uh, sold our, rented out our house and bought an RV and all got in there and traveled North America for four years full time. And wow. uh, just got back in the last, uh, you know, settling in in the last uh, eight months here to St. Louis and yeah. settled into Epiphany of our Lord Parish yeah. in South St. Louis City. Good for you. And Good to you be f- back. Did you find a house? We did. Good. Yeah. Well, my, daughters are try- my daughter is trying to do that with her husband, and it's a tough deal. So tell me, just be- before we get into our thing, I'm sorry, but... What places did you see? If you had to pick one or two that were tremendous, what what would that well, be? Well, four years full time, you're really putting me under the gun I there. That's am. hard. That's right. We we started with Niagara and then on up into Canada, and some of that camp camping up there in the summer was yeah. just beautiful. Uh, and then, of course, the oceans. A lot of we did my gym class out at sea with surfing because uh, we road school home homeschool our kids and. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you look at nature and you get out in these national parks and you see the extraordinary wonder and, and you, you wonder how people could not know just from nature. Right. So inspiring. Um, yeah. So that, those are some of the, 
the, the highlights. The proof know. of God through beauty, which is not terribly uncommon. So uh, speaking of that, you homeschooled, you probably prayed together. And uh, as we say over here, we always start with a prayer and we ask our guests to do that. So you would, would you do that for us? You bet. Thank yeah. you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. From today's psalm, the precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. The precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. Lord God, we pray that we could possess a heart that is overjoyed with your law, that nothing inside our interior would rage against your commands. The precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. Lord Jesus, we ask you to conform our interior, to forgive our sin, to wash us clean, and to make us available to you dwelling in us. The precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. Mary, we ask you to complete our prayer and to offer it uh, in, in heaven in the most beautiful way. Uh, we, we give you, Lord, our everything, but we know how your mother perfects our prayers and fills in the gaps as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 I think that our current Archbishop, his motto is something like you said, uh, serve the Lord with a joyful heart, I think mm-hmm. it was. So very appropriate. Very yeah, appropriate. I stole that from the psalm today and then just kind of improv, but yeah. uh, I think it's so important that our we get to the inside, you know, into the in- interior and uh, cultivate hearts that are, are not raging against, you know, why, why obey uh, out of obligation when we can be in deep, passionate love with our Lord and obey out of love and closeness to Him? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So tell me, you, this is something that's passionate for you in your heart, mm-hmm. uh, fatherhood and family life. Tell yeah. me something about it. why. Why is this something that's, uh, or what are, what are you involved with? Tell me that. <laughs> sure. Well, I learned one message growing up about um, fatherhood, and I realized quickly that I had to go somewhere different than that. I married a, a, a beautiful woman who has been very patient with me, Deanna, thank you, and uh, has shown me... Uh, Open, open some some windows, and then the Holy Spirit worked powerfully through her to show me what true masculine strength is, and you know, how humility comes into play, and that the cultural image of what a man is is something we've got to undo to get yeah, into in the, way. the masculinity of Jesus sure. and take that on. So, I realized I needed to heal from some things and and heal some memories and habits and ways of living and take on a new life, the life that, that Christ offers. So a big a big part of our pilgrimage that I mentioned here in the intro in the first part was four breaking ye- four years. Four years straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means homeschooling on the road. Yeah. Um, right. cha- you know, my wife had travel contracts and I'm, I'm in real estate a tiny bit. And so I'm mostly a stay-at-home dad working from working from home. So I'd manage the properties from the RV and she would go out to the hospital. And so we'd be in a region of the country for four, five, six months at a time. And she was, so we were both working. And, um, so I would work from the RV resort and she would work in the hospital and come home. And then on the weekends and she had a lot of flexibility and we would, then we would plan our excursions. But the whole point to the travel was to get away from the old idea of family, the cultural idea for me of manhood and of fatherhood and to embrace um, the life of sacrifice and commitment, full commitment. 
I, I just got to a point where I said, what am I willing to give? What am I willing to sacrifice so that I can pass on this faith, this deep relationship with Jesus? I want to be sure that when I leave, that my legacy is that love for Christ is dwelling in the, the hearts of my five children. And so um, travel's not for everyone. Some people love it, and right. some, it's yeah. some difficult. Yeah. But um, so for us, this journey... Uh, we started a little YouTube channel, not really looking to plug it, but Swift Family Ropes and Expeditions. So you could, if you if you wanted to see some of our episodes, you could find them there on our channel and, and see what we did. Um, we tried to catalog it mostly just for family and friends. It didn't sure. have an evangelical uh, pitch to it. It was really just we knew people would want to, you know, they think are crazy. Where are you, for goodness <laughs> yeah. sakes? Yeah. Constantly with the texts and emails, where are you at now? You know, mm-hmm. all that. Uh, but the, at the gut of it for Deanna and I was detaching from what we thought we knew about marriage and family life and uh, creating this concrete commitment from breaking from that, the parochial rhythms, the neighborhood life, uh, the keeping up with the Joneses, even the Catholic parochialism, you know, the, 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 stuff, the stuff that comes from within the Christian ethos, this pressure to fit a certain mold or uh, to look a certain way. <clears throat> we found that all to be very artificial and not helpful. You know, that's, it's not authentic. And, and so for us, traveling wasn't about finding ourselves. It was about expressing ourselves and, and having intimate family time, committed to each other and made friends all over the country, of course, and, and it was one of the first things I would do when we travel after Deanna thought there was a good contract in a certain part of the country sure, we'd want to yeah. explore. So I'd call the local church, interview the pastor, sounds funny, uh, you know, inter- interview, uh, you know, and, and call the youth minister because I've got young kids and I, I worked as a youth minister for over 10 years, you know, and and ask them what's the, and get the feel, take the pulse, if you will, sure. of the parish life and could we, could we park it there for five months and not only go see these beautiful things that the Lord has done in the, in the geography, and but uh, and, and see historical sites and he see beautiful shrines, but could we plug into a local, vibrant parish life for that six month period? So I would call them and say, you know, what do you got going on? And, and literally go and just kind of interview them. And, and I gotta uh, imagine that pastors would. Uh, Welcome that you know. The, yeah, you know, yeah. a pastor will see somebody wandering in, uh-huh. wandering out, yeah. or being there, and and not making not making a particular connection. But you told them who you are, what you are, and <laughs> uh, this is what I need from this parish, and this yeah. is what I can give. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you want to listen, just listen to what their expression of that. Uh, parish parish life is so. So yeah. I, I, it sounds like a great adventure, but it sounds. In some ways, somewhat difficult too. Especially, you find yeah. a good group of friends. You find a good parish. F- four months down the road, you're, you're on the road again, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and so we're still in touch with people from Canada and Los Angeles and Mexico and on and on. Uh, but back to the the sacrifice or the yeah. fatherhood theme. Yeah. Um, this four years has been about commitment to to them, and the difficulty that you just mentioned is. Uh, RV life is a lot different than brick and mortar. Kind of figured. Yeah, yeah and uh, you know when the when the propane is out at three in the morning, and it's always out at three in the morning. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dad, that's me every time. You know, and the water lines freeze if you don't do certain things. And you know, there's just uh, it, camping on a weekend. We call them weekend warriors. Is a lot different than full time. Full time. And, and but you just you you have a, have to have a mindset like all sacrifices and suffering in life. You have this. You have a, you develop a mindset. You say, look, flat tires are going to happen. 
things are going to go wrong, and we're going to be in parts of the country where we know no one. And so you just program yourself so that when they do happen, and your awning blows off fully extended on Highway 70 in the middle of Kansas, and you have to start your generator to get your power tool out to remove the awning, and you're blocking traffic on Highway 70, you don't flip out and yell at your kids or do, you know, because you're expecting that. As dramatic as that is, and, and many other stories, um, you're ready. You're ready for that, and you, you have a shot to, to to be joyful, and you don't let the devil steal your joy. And you, you you just you laugh, and you look at each other, and you cry, and you say, "Okay, wh- let's solve this. <laughs> let's do this." You know. So, how old um, are your children now? You just got back. Yeah, so I'm going so to do the math, and I'm going to yeah, do the math. You'll subtract four, four years. years. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, 17, 16, 13. And then uh, ten, and now six. So wow! So you had some teenagers who would have been in the midst of high school. That's right. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. That's it, right. Was it a family meal? And you said, "We're <laughs> going on vacation." <laughs> well, how did you tell them? Well, we talked about it for several months and got the kids' input on. Uh, you know, they, at first, I don't know how serious it sounded. You know, yeah. what do you think about? We were living in a house that served us very well in right. Arnold, Missouri, and, and uh, plenty of room. We're all I'm, I'm big. The kids are big and growing. And we said, well, we're thinking about doing this thing and living in an RV. And no one, including myself, no one really knew what we were talking about. You know, you say it and then talk and pray and listen. And, and then uh, so it was, it was a journey together. And we, we left when our oldest was 13 and before she had really immersed into high school and had a lot of social network through homeschooling co-ops and stuff like that. So it was difficult. It was a, it was a, it was a dad, this is going to be hard, you know, kind of a moment, but not as much as she'd been a junior or, you right, know. Um, right. And you hit this uh, midpoint of your trip, or I should say COVID hit the midpoint of your yeah, trip. Yeah. And we were in Los Angeles of all places. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so we were the people getting kicked off the beach by the, by the cops, and uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. What an adventure! Yeah, yeah. So we had to, you know, you know what the the church, blackout. You know, the church is closed too, and um, it, it hit the West Coast hard. Oh and, yeah, yeah. No so doubt. we had we drove, we drove three hours for the Sacrament of Reconciliation to just have some prayer time at a shrine, wow. uh, south near San Diego. Um, but it was it was difficult there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. another sacrifice. But you approach yeah. it joyfully, you know. And you were together. Yeah, that's right. We managed yeah. it together. Yeah. yeah, good for you. Yeah. So tell me what uh, t- what have you done now, or what are your plans now that you're back? Well, while on the road, uh, so we bought our the Denver was our last contract, and and we bought our house uh, sight unseen. Really? Which was an adventure, you know. Yeah, wow. I'm in a real estate network, so I had some help, but and we're settled into that, and uh, settled back into um, volunteer ministry. So now, um, uh, Deanna's working at SLU Hospital and on an interim contract, and which is really close to our house, and and I am helping facilitate two men's groups. Um, and one is at Epiphany, our home parish, and then the other is in Jefferson County at Maclet Conception. And it's uh, it's a joy, you know, to going from uh, my previous ministry career, where that was my job, right. uh, until my kids got older, uh, leading youth groups, faculty retreats, that kind of stuff, um, uh, to and, and engaging young adults and training young adults in how to engage young people, to now uh, working with dads. And working with, working with dads, working dads. with fathers. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, so these men's groups were, 
it's all about uh, the solidarity in asking that question I asked already, which is how do we as men hand this Catholic faith to our children? Critical question. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host, Peter Krutz, and we're with Greg Robeson. And uh, we just heard about this adventure you've taken, but now I think you got a better, bigger, better adventure. I, I know I, I've, I did this a few times. Uh, I would go and speak at a parish, and I would take a survey, and I would say, what is the greatest heartache that you have? And, you know, you expect certain things, uh, death of a spouse, death of, death of a child, uh, you know, sickness, illness. But overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, the most frequent, more than, more than 50% compared to everything else, was my children have left the faith. Mm, mm-hmm. So you, you're working on right. maybe how to make us or help us be better dads and hopefully yeah, become that's right. better pastors honor of the faith. I think a week doesn't go by that a man doesn't say something like that to me. Why am I just learning the gospel now? Yeah. Why am I just hearing the beckoning of my Lord in my heart at this moment? Why am I picking up skills now when I've got kids in college who I'm so worried about and yet I still have others, you know, there's, there's adults in that range, or I've got empty nesters too, you know, the retired fire captain or uh, investment banker, and, and, and they're, they're learning this and they're experiencing the love of Christ and they're going, oh, my kids, my grandkids, how do I, how do I, you know, you can just feel the gut. It's a cry. It's this guttural. Whether they're weeping or not, you can feel it. You can feel the weight of it on their So, hearts. Greg, how do I? How do I? What do we do? <laughs> what do we do? Well, the first step is to know that we're right where we're supposed to be, that the Lord has us here for a reason, and to release our guilt and pain from what we did not do to him, to confess whatever and take responsibility for whatever we need to and go for healing. But then to have this hope and this joy that where we're at is right where we're supposed to be. And what we have today in the life of joy is to focus on the now, because that's where he's at. He's here now. And so regardless of what has happened, I understand regret. I understand pain. There's a lot of things I've done. I think <laughs> I wish I would have. Right? Yeah. I wish I would have. And we'll kill ourselves with that. It's, that'll drive ourselves nutty. But we have today, and the Lord is powerful right now. So whether you're talking about a grown kid, a grandkid, or someone you feel like you messed it up, or the kids you feel like you still have a shot with, the answer in the secret sauce is intimacy, is to burn with fire for God so that that fire is infectious. This morning we were talking about, at, the, at the, one of the men's groups, this, that holy smoke comes out. One of the guys said, my one teenager's fighting with my other teenager <laughs> over this and that, and I lost my temper, <laughs> and, uh, and I became part of the problem. And we talked about how our job is to be the holy smoke, that with whatever fire we're trying to put out, that the, the solution isn't in our pragmatics, our technique, our coaching. Did we say the right words? Did we quote the right scripture? Let me look it up. You know, It's, did the holiness of God come off of me and leave a permanent mark on my kids? Because then what I said or what I did, that doesn't matter. Like, it'll be anointed. So the secret is intimacy. That's the secret. I'm hearing, I'm hearing, it, I'm sure there's part 17 to this, but I'm hearing at least two different parts here, first off. I'm hearing part one being, don't let 
the past burden you mm-hmm. and um, you know have confidence in God's mercy mm-hmm. uh, before you move to the next step. I, I, I know the last time I heard this gospel, which I've heard a thousand times, I heard it differently, you know, the prodigal son. Mm. But what I heard that I didn't hear before is when this kid was, young man, I imagine, far off, far off, and he's rehearsing what he's going to tell us there. Sure. He's far off. The, the father caught sight of him and ran to meet him, right? We're thinking it all depends upon us when uh, the father is dying, running to meet us so that live in the moment, give up the past, say you're sorry, go to confession, move on, have confidence in the mercy of God. God's mm-hmm. mercy, mm-hmm. your sin is not greater than God's mercy. Mm-hmm. So so go there. And now now we start to grow, right? Yeah, that's right. S- stop beating ourselves up, and now we start to yeah. grow. Mm-hmm. And, and how do we grow? Yeah. So to me, it's daily commitments to that intimacy. So once you're reconciled, and you, you can be you're not paralyzed by what you did right. anymore. Now you're free once you, once you can get to that point and, and ask the Spirit to heal your memory and to uh-huh. heal your, you know, your will uh, so that any unhealthy patterns can be over. Now we're free. And now we're, we become an empty vessel for Him to dwell in us. If I want my five children, if Dee and I want to raise a holy family and we want them to keep their Catholic faith when they go to yeah, college, right. It comes through contact with our holiness. It comes through our commitment to prayer. That's it. It's, there, there's no other secret. It doesn't matter the school, the parish, the, the ritual, the, no, the, the, the devotion. The, we, we, we get so mechanical. I, as a dad, need to find a way to be in love with Jesus, and my kids can encounter that passion and that faith on a daily. So no matter what trial or thing we're handling in the home or what fire we're putting out, the thing they'll remember is the way that I spoke to them, not the what. So I didn't do such a good job, I don't think. <laughs> I know when, uh, when Lent was around one, one year, my young daughters, I was contemplating what I'm going to give up, and uh, the one daughter says, how about yelling? <laughs> so, I, you know, I, think, uh, I don't think I did that, that great of a job meeting that particular goal. Mm. Um, but I hope... I hope that my daughters always saw their father as a prayerful man. Mm. And mm. I, I don't think that the hours of conversation I had with them or the lectures of telling them what to do will leave much of an impact. But I do think that they will remember me nailing at their bed and praying. Mm. Um, I'm a flawed guy, yeah. obviously. Um, but hopefully we men can show. And yeah. I think that's a powerful witness, too. Uh, you know, and not one that you usually see a man, a man yeah. in prayer, a man right. on his knees, right? Or a man saying, I'm sorry, I've got two teenage yeah, boys. When I screw you. up, it's so powerful for them to see me immediately take responsibility right. and have humility and say, you know what? I was wrong. I didn't, I, I just yelled at you. Like, I, I love to do that. I love to catch myself. Or one of my kids, they love to catch me, right? Like, hey, Dad, did you really? Are you, are you saying that right? <laughs> and let's say, I look with you know, sometimes tears in my eyes. I'll say, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. And I owe you an apology. And how powerful is that for boys, teenage boys, to oh, see yeah. a dad? Good example. Because I'm big and strong, right? I'm a six foot ten, right? So to see that brokenness and that 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 I I need Jesus and I need them to forgive me when I mess up. I think that's and that's going to stay with them. And from a masculine standpoint. 
from a powerful standpoint. Right. Yeah. The the world believes that saying, because nobody says they're sorry anymore, saying you're sorry or being humble is weakness. Mm. And I think those of us who might have practiced that can attest to the fact that it isn't weakness. It's very powerful, mm-hmm. right? It, yeah. it's, uh, it, it, it brings, brings light into a room rather than fire, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, it brings peace, right? It's, it has great great power as opposed to escalating, right? You do something wrong and then you make excuses and then you tell them how it's their fault. And now everybody's yelling at everybody else instead of, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's done, Yeah. right? Right. And then another powerful part of that that we kind of stink at still is the response, Uh. which is, I forgive you. That can, that can be hard. That can be equally difficult. I, I, I think it's both sides, right? Yeah. Well, you're sorry? Well, good. <laughs> you should be. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, – and, and let, me, let me move it out of the realm of emotion because it's, it's a ton of it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think both – many, many things that we equate with emotion are really acts of the will. So to say you're sorry is first a – Decision, a cognitive decision that you're going to stop what you're doing mm-hmm. and recognize your weakness, right? Mm-hmm. It's a decision, right? And then somebody who has been hurt, right, they have to receive that apology and, and they may feel like giving you a kick and say, good, yeah. how, about, how about saying that on, your, you know, on right. your knees? How about making up for it, right? The I forgive you, again, is an act of the will. Right. You have to... If you're going to be controlled by your emotions, good luck to you. Yeah. But these things that we say are good, apologizing, accepting that apology, you are forgiven, requires great strength. And again, it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Think of it. When you did do something wrong, you apologize, and then I'm still sitting on the side of the guy who did something wrong. You say... They say, the person says, I forgive you. That's peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's peace. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. So uh, we just talked this morning uh, with a group of men about uh, uncontrolled wrath. We're actually working through a, uh, a program called Holy Men, written by Dr. Monica Bro out of Central Florida. Mm. And uh, it's, it, it's a very organized, beautiful program available on ariseforhim.com. And uh, we had, we talked about when we get mad with each other and need to say we're sorry, we also need to look inside of ourselves and say, what am I so mad about? Why am I angry? We like to think of ourselves like today, you know, like the, the gospel of Jesus flipping over the money changers, right? And we think, well, I'm mad because it's righteous anger and you're wrong, <laughs> right? But I, honestly, Peter, I mean, most of the time that I'm angry, it's because I'm selfish mm-hmm. and because there's stuff in me I need to address, yeah. you know, but I like to convince myself, you know, or convince yeah. my wife that I'm, I'm mad because I'm right. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. What a mess that is. No, and you're right. And uh, I hear the music, so we're going to have a break. But, you know, when I hear the story of our, our Lord flipping over the, ma- uh, the, um, uh, the money changer's table, one of the things I try and keep in mind, it was righteous indignation, but you know what? He is righteous. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it was his Amen. house. Amen. And, you know, it was his right to uh, right. instruct. So 
Anyway, we're going to be back in about two minutes. Tell a friend. That's your job. Tell a friend to come and listen to us. We're talking about fatherhood and families. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Matt Logeman with St. Joseph Radio with a great gift idea, a St. Benedict bracelet, a trendy accessory for men, women, and children that not only looks good on everyone's wrist, but is actually armor for the spiritual battlefield. This unique bracelet is handmade in Europe and contains 10 medals within the braided cord in the adult size and seven medals in the children's size. On the front of each beautiful medal is St. Benedict holding a cross in his right hand, the object of his devotion. On the back of each medal is a cross. Surrounding the back of the medal and cross are the letters V. E-R-S-N-M-V-S-M-Q-L-I-V-B. In Latin reference, which translates, Be gone, Satan. Never tempt me with your vanities. What you offer me is evil. Drink the poison yourself. And finally, located at the top is the word Pax, which means peace. All bracelets come packaged with an informational card and the St. Benedict blessing, which your local priest can administer. This gift is for everyone you love and care about, including yourself. Available from St. Joseph Radio. Check the website at www.saintjosephradio.net. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the pro-life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. And we're back. Uh, Welcome back to St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and we're in studio with Greg Robeson, and he's tall. Oh, my goodness. I I, I, I always think I'm, uh, I like being the tallest guy in the room. The problem is I'm shrinking, and I think he's still growing. Uh, And we're talking about fatherhood and family life. But before we do, let me talk about a part of family life, and that is the Catholic Woman of the Year. We're accepting nominations for that. Uh, 636-447-6000 is our phone number. I will uh, announce that again. Or go to our website at www.saint, that's S-A-I-N-T, josephradio.net, and you can get more information there. But look, if you know a woman who might deserve this honor, and you go to her and say, hey, I'm going to nominate you for Catholic Woman of the Year. You know the first thing that will happen. You say, oh, no, I don't want it. I'm not that. No, not me. That tells you they probably need it. And why do we do this? We do this so we can be a good example to each other. So please, consider nominating someone from your parish or Catholic organization. Give us a call. We'll get you an application. 636-447-6000. 636-447-6000. And... Uh, to uh, not ignore the elephant in the uh, in the archdiocese would be bad. So uh, this is uh, we just had big announcements last week in the All Things New, and l- let me just say from a personal standpoint, I'm glad we're back in ordinary time. Uh, there's big changes coming and happening, but let's let's take some solace in our normal, ordinary things, you know, the groups we get together with to say the rosary, you know, the parishes that we go to and the people we know, 
that doesn't change. We're, we're just trying to, um, or, uh, trying to make things better. But you know what? Uh, here's what we got to do at this point. Uh, we, that's you who are listening, me, Greg, by virtue of our baptism, by virtue of our baptism, we have been called to the Great Commission. We are called to spread the faith. The priests, of course, are, the bishops. But quite frankly, there's more of us than there are of them. Mm -hmm. And our Lord wants us to do it. Think about it. I mean, Greg, look, you've been all over the country now, right? Mm -hmm. And if you found a place, found a restaurant that had incredible food, wonderful service, right? And they didn't charge you anything. Would you share that with somebody? <laughs> Look, we've got something of innumerable, immeasurable value. Amen. Why don't we share that? Mm. Let's share that, mm. right? And mm. the only way to bring people back is to invite them. The most populous denomination, and the Catholic Church is not a denomination, we're the church. The most populous denomination out there. Nons. Bigger than any of the formal denominations are non-practicing Catholics. So, mm-hmm. anybody you meet who's not practicing as a Catholic probably was. Invite them back. Invite yeah. them back. We don't do anything unless we're invited. That's yeah. what our Lord did. He personally invited people. One more thing. Our Lord picked a group of twelve to spend his time with, and then he was very intimate, if you will, with three right? Peter, James, and John, right? He only had three years here. He spent most of his time with three, more of his time with 12. This is how our Lord found the most Mm. effective way to evangelize. That's how we do it, one-on-one. Yes, right. So please, let me entreat you to invite your neighbor to come to Mass Mm -hmm. this week. Mm -hmm. Invite your neighbor to come to church. We all have Protestant friends. They do it all the time. We've got the real deal. Invite Mm -hmm. your family, invite your friends to come to Mass come to church. Was it Bishop Sheen who said, I've never met anybody who hated the Catholic Church, just what they thought the church was? Isn't yeah, that yeah. They, he that's was, not the right word. No, 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 no. But you're right. You're right. He said something very grand, and he says, there aren't a hundred people out there who hate the Catholic Church who know what the Catholic Church teaches. Right, it's right. true. It's absolutely yeah. true. There's so much misunderstanding out Yeah, there. you hate the misconception. You, it is. You worship the Pope, you worship Mary, all these ideas that uh. have been handed to them. And when, you know, in fairness, if I'm sitting and listening to a Protestant pastor say those things, that sounds wrong to me too. If of no course one tells it does. me, you know, so Of course yeah. it does. I was in Philadelphia. We'll get back to the subject. I was in Philadelphia. I just got back yesterday and I was at a conference and I I, I didn't want to stay at the high priced hotel. I stayed across the street. So I, I had a cross I had a little trip across the street to make. It was a short, short trip. And I'm doing this a couple times a day and I walk across and there's a guy with a, a microphone preaching the gospel and he's preaching it. And I I've got a long city block to walk, so I'm listening to it. I hear it, you know, a block, a city block away. And I I can see what's going on. Not a person stopped. Not a person even looked at him, okay? So I stopped. I leaned up against the wall. (laughs) He was a little bit shocked. And we talked. And we talked. And and he was, uh, I, I, he says, I believe in the Bible. I, I said, do you? Do you really? Yes. I yeah. said, why? We got into that whole conversation. But he said, uh, you know, there's those Catholics out there. You know, and I said, and then we have Christians. I said, are you saying that Catholics aren't Christian? He says, no. I said, I'm Catholic. 
He said, what's the gospel? And I told him, you know, I told him what he knows and thinks, but just to start, right? Our Lord came to this world to suffer and die and pay a debt that we couldn't pay. He says, oh my goodness, maybe, maybe you are a Maybe you are a Christian, but think about it. all the misconceptions that are out there. Mm-hmm. We can be witnesses, right? Yeah, we can be right. witnesses. Okay, I totally threw us off track, but um, let's get out there and invite people back, all right? We're talking about fam- uh, fatherhood and family life. Yeah. So before the break, we were talking about um, knowing ourselves, and uh, that's, a big, that's a big part of being a good dad to me, is to know, know what's going on inside of me. So yeah. if I'm, when I'm responding a certain way, spiritual direction is a big, uh, that's important to me, is, is having someone to go to and to be a sounding board, a mentor, a coach, a spiritual coach. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the sacrament of reconciliation, being reconciled with God, but outside of that, sacramental powerful moment uh, with particular grace. I'm talking about a lifestyle of leaning into the wisdom of someone who's a, maybe a little bit ahead of me on the spiritual path and yeah. someone, maybe not, but someone that I can, uh, I can <clears throat> trust the spirit to work through. Uh, so I can get to the bottom of some of that, you know, I'm, hey, do you, do you yell at your kids when they blah, blah, blah? What, what, man, that, I'm driving me, I don't understand this about, you know, so getting that kind of spiritual coaching, you know, like think about it. Like I, I paid for college with a sport. I played basketball, mm-hmm. you know. I had coaches and coaches for my coaches and coaches to, to be a there's a big man coach and a, I mean has so many uh, things to train to put a ball in a hoop. You know, now I understand there's a lot of money involved, but and then we look at our our spiritual lives that the thing, you know, I don't. I don't know that there's going to be basketball in heaven. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> but we have this eternal soul, and and who's my coach? Where am I getting my guidance? Yeah, really. I mean, is is Sunday only enough? You know, is it opening the Bible and Bible roulette with whatever I think, in my opinion, the Holy Spirit is 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 telling me that day? Is that really? Do I really trust yeah. my broken? Self and think about it. You know, how many people do we know who are in a profession for their life? And and you ask them, well, how did you learn to do what you're doing? He says, well, well, I graduated from the eighth grade, and that's the last time I ever. No, I mean that's insane, right? For our careers, we're constantly learning. We, you know, advanced degrees, Mm -hmm. as you said, coaches in sport, Um, in professions, you are learning and um, speaking and sharing with colleagues. We need that if it's Mm -hmm. important. We need that. Yeah, I like to lean on the saints in spiritual reading. So, yeah, you can get. You know, so, I have a. I got my advanced degree through Ave Maria mm. uh, in theology, but um, that's not for everybody. It's studying theology, stay, going to get a Bible degree. That's that's great, and that, that that's some people's calling. But we can all do spiritual reading. We can all dig into the saints and the, and some beautiful and reliable commentary on the scriptures to soak ourselves in that on the daily. So that we're, you know, whether you've got 90 seconds or 90 minutes as a layperson, uh, doesn't matter. What matters is the commitment to that intimacy that we talked about before the break. And it's all out there. We have no excuses anymore, really. You know, I, uh, last year, I, well, here, here's a quiz. Uh, two years running, what is the most popular podcast in the country? I'm not saying religious. The most popular podcast, the most popular podcast in the country. Well, based on the context of this interview, I would guess Bible in a Year. Bible in a Year. Who would have <laughs> thought, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? So I did that and, and, and uh, talk about spiritual reading. But 
look, mm-hmm. people, what does that show? People have a hunger for this. Mm-hmm. And you can do that podcast when you're sitting, traveling, driving, wherever. We have lots of different ways to get that spiritual reading. Right. And well, just like the Ethiopian eunuch and Acts, you mm-hmm. know, do you understand what you're reading? How can I unless I have an authoritative, unless I have a coach, basically? And Mike Schmitz, Father Mike Schmitz, wonderful. Beautiful, you know, uh, but there's others too. You know, maybe he's not your your speed, um, but we gotta have a code. We gotta go to people and say, "Hey, I'm reading the word this way. I'm thinking about changing the way I parent here with this, or I'm thinking about this part of my past." And what do you think about that? You know, that's the key. And we should run to the church to do that. We, mm-hmm. we we should. We need to. I mean, people who say, "Oh, I read the scripture and I'm just, you know, it's just me, right? I, it's what I interpret." Mm-hmm. When our Lord was on the road to Emmaus. These people who had lived with Scripture all their life, they needed our Lord to open their eyes. Right. So we need the church. We need the church to help us see yeah. what we are seeing. And how many times do you run into, like I have, I have Protestant family and many uh, close, uh, you know, in years and years of ministry, how many times do you run into people who are just constantly shopping churches? Absolutely. Because they, they used to be reliable and I found good guidance here and here and here, but then, oh, that this, this homosexuality issue came up and they went off the deep end and now I'm leaving. I'm going to go find, you know, how many churches are there? There's just 40,000 denominations. I've lost track. I found a book in my, when my father died, I found a book in uh, his effect. And it was uh, written by a Protestant, and he was bemoaning the splintering of the Protestant denominations. Mm-hmm. This was written in 1952, and he said there were 50,000 different denominations. 50,000 now. Okay. And that's in the 50s. Okay. Who yeah. knows how many there are? Yeah, anymore? yeah. Who knows? I mean, and, and is that really what we should do? I mean, should we go and try and create God in our own mm-hmm. image, mm-hmm. or should we look for the truth? Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. So I understood Martin Luther's beef, but there's there's going and recreating the church in your own image or, you know, pick hand picking or there's staying and working for reform from within. I got a lot of beefs with my family. Mm. And I don't go find a new one every time something goes wrong. That's right. I stay. And that's staying power, and that requires the spirit. It requires humility. I see stuff in other people in my family, believe it or not, as the leader of my family, that I don't like, <laughs> things that I don't agree with. What am I going to do about it? And our faith is the same way. How, how absurd to uh, just, just go, go shopping, and, and, and not just absurd, but how lonely and how barren, and, how, and that pains me because it's, there's so much solace in being able to trust in the, the one true church, that authoritative interpretation. It never wavers. There's no, I know there's mis- misunderstandings about church doctrine changing or evolving. That's more, that's beyond this, this radio uh, show here, the, co- the complexities of that. But for me as a dad, to know that I can trust the church and that the, the one true, that never changes. I change and I conform to it. But I don't have to worry about, you know, the Christ Church suddenly changing the doctrine on homosexuality or whatever the issue doesn't is. Doesn't do it. No, it doesn't yeah, happen. It just doesn't Time, do it. Today, always, forever. So how, how, can we, uh, how can we move people along? How can we help folks become the better fathers, the yeah. better husbands, the grower and the nurturer of the family right. in, the, uh, in, in the faith? Well, I would love, you know, men, if, if you're tuning in or wives, um, you're going to tell your husband, 
plug them in to a reliable men's group. So one that I'm involved with is called the Community of Transcendent Men, and it meets primarily at St. Joseph's in Imperial. Um, you can There's a website, there's a YouTube channel, you can find all this online. But is it the last Thursday of the month? Last uh, Wednesday. Last month, Wednesday of the month. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, that's correct. So the next one is going to be June 27th. And um, we always have precinct and reliable speakers come and offer a word, but one of the elements there is men Sharp, iron sharpening iron, you know, we, we've got to have a place where we can go support each other. We, we need each other. Um, I, I run a couple uh, small men's groups, but, you know, rather than just chasing after mine, <laughs> who is this guy on the radio? Maybe start, start your own or reach out to a community that well, you can find at your local church. I, I, and I'd like to just make a personal note of how valuable this is. You know, we men, we don't talk a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. And we tend to be more solitary. Uh, we started a men's group 15 years ago, 16, 15 years ago. We meet on Saturday morning at 6 or 6.30. Who in their right mind will get up at that hour of the morning on mm. Saturday? Well, you know, we do, and we have mm. for many, many years. It is so valuable. It's compelling. If mm. you don't go, you miss it, 100%. right? It is a completely new experience. I'm trying to tell you what a steak dinner tastes like to a person who's never had a steak. Mm. It's absolutely incredible. And if you're looking, you mentioned, if you're looking to start a men's program, uh, here at St. Joseph Radio, we made, I think, four or five uh, videos where all you have to do is pop it in, and there's your first couple of Mm -hmm. uh, men's groups. It's easy. What do you have to do? Pop in the CD, and you're rocking, Right. right? Don't worry about what to do, how to do it. It happens. And that program I'm taking a group of men through right now, kind of the leaders for that community of transcendent men group, we're doing, I mentioned earlier, the Holy Men program, mm-hmm. and it's a series of videos. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's available on ariseforhem.com, and you just have to set up an account through a parish. These videos are rock solid, yeah. and the goal is to train and form men to help bring up some of this stuff from the past, some of maybe the unhealthy attitudes or thoughts we had about marriage or masculinity, sure. and then to equip them with concrete tools so that they're, they can have hope and, and a confidence and a masculine strength about how their life will be different from this day. Yeah. Remember we talked about the power of now? That's the key, is getting men to groups like this with resources like you just mentioned from St. Joseph or Dr. Monica Bro's uh, series, uh, the Holy Men series, and because you get specific tools. You leave that Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and you're like, I'm gonna, and, and you know, I'm gonna implement this and this, and I can't, I, I get, I have conversations with wives and they're like, I don't know what you're doing. But things are changing. That's, that's important. Let me. And but first, let me just remind everyone: this is this is Saint uh, Joseph uh, Radio presents coming to you live from Saint Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Peter Karutz. We're with Greg Robeson. Uh, there's another group that we've been involved with, and it's um, That Man Is You, mm-hmm. and it's the yeah. same series, same right. type. You get together for breakfast or right. wherever it is. Mm-hmm. You have a half hour video. You have a half hour yeah. uh, uh, talking <clears throat> session, if you will, and you're gone. That's right? It. right and what we get is exactly what you're saying. The feedback, and it isn't just St. Louis, it's around the country. The families come back and say, I don't know what you guys talk about there, but he's a changed man. Right. We don't right. see it. You know, it's like watching gra- grass grow. It takes right. a while. Right, right. But our families yeah. see it and feel it. And don't get fixated on the tool. That's the key. Yeah. So I mentioned Dr. Bro's work. She's phenomenal. She's been at this for a, a lot longer than I have. And you mentioned That Man Is You and, and St. Joseph Radio. 
if you are listening and you try out one of these things and you go to your local parish uh, or you come to the community of trends and demand, for example, and you don't like it or something, you're like, oh, that speaker was boring or that content, I just didn't relate. I didn't connect. That's, that's the devil's trick right there is for you to hang it up because what we need is intimacy with Jesus. How do we get there? Solidarity and brotherhood. We, we need each other to win this fight. We've got to leave it on the field. We've got to die trying. And we can't do that as an island. We, got to, we, got, we need each other. And so if you go to something like this and you don't like it, get over yourself. <laughs> you know, One, maybe try it again. Maybe come back. Or go find another. Or maybe start one yourself. But you got to have help. You know, the one comment that is consistent with men who have been in men's groups that I've heard universally what is the one regret they have? One regret. It's always the same. I wish I had started this sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one ever says, boy, that's a waste of time. Wish I slept on Saturday right. morning. Right. I wish I had started this sooner. And this is from every type of man, whether you right. be a, right. a factory worker, a doctor, a lawyer. A, 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 it, it's the same because right. we have right. that inner desire to right. be the men that God created mm-hmm. us to be, mm-hmm. and we are not solitary people. We are a community. Right. We need to do that. So I have a master's degree in pastoral theology and over 10 years of pastoral experience in parishes. I'm just going to say, you do not need that to do this. You do not, because Jesus equips us. If you want to make the change, if you're listening and you think, you know, I, I'm not sure about this model or that model, but you, you know, you don't have to be formally educated because you will work. You, there's, these resources are available and you can stay a session ahead and be the one recruiting. You know, If you're good in relationship and you're good with people and you're a networky kind of person, uh, this might be something you think about, about starting in your own parish. Let me, let me throw out a few things. You said spiritual readings. Let me, mm-hmm. let me just say, again, our number here is 636-447-6000. 636-447-6000. Here's a challenge. I'll say the number again. Pick a topic. Pick any topic with regard to faith or saints or whatever, and give us a call, and we will send you a, a CD on it. Awesome. It, it's it, what about someone asked me a, a couple days ago? What about door-to-door evangelization? And I said, Well, you know, Catholics don't do that. <laughs> There's a guy. His name is Godwin. He was a convert. He did a series of three videos on how to do door-to-door. Right? If something's on your mind or on your heart. Give us a call. We'll direct you to it. 636-447-6000. You asked me, how else do we do this? Yes. Um, my wife and I are hosting a family retreat, and it is called the Transcend Family Retreat. Um, you four, heard, four years in the RV? Is that what that, it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to sign up? Yeah. Um, so I, I mentioned Community of Transcendent Men, um, and this kind of um, springing out of that by the Holy Spirit is Transcend. And this is the last weekend in October. Okay. And it's going to be at Trout Lodge in Potosi, Missouri. Okay. Not too far away. No, not too far. Just far enough to feel like a yeah. little Catholic vacation, a little yeah. Christian uh, getaway. But did you say it's a... a Family retreat. Family, not yeah, just the husbands not just and wives. The husbands, that's just right. A, oh, this is not okay. marriage encounter. This I is not it. Okay. a youth group thing. Yeah, so the whole family. So we'll have four sessions running concurrently. We'll have babysitting, wonderful food, and people also can come and camp at the local campground. There's a campground just 10 minutes away to keep the cost down. Uh, so registration for this is going to open up on the Epiphany 
uh, of our Lord website, which is epiphanystl.org on June 7th. Okay. Uh, coming up. So registration's not open yet. You guys are getting the, the cutting edge here. Oh, uh, yeah. But Dee and I are just determined. We want to equip families. And not that we're, you know, we're... we're we're, we're not experts, you know. We um, we got married in, in 2000 and and uh, been at it for a little bit, but we we feel we still feel broken, and but we're inspired, and we want to do what we can to help families to pass the legacy of our faith on to our children, and and so we've created this weekend getaway at a fun place. There's hiking trails. How long is it? When do you start? When do you come back? When when is it in? You can check in on that Thursday. Uh, the 26th of October, but the retreat formally starts on the 27th on the and Friday. ends on, yeah, on Friday evening and ends on the 29th. And the main, uh, this is not an axe retreat. Uh, it's not going to be the Ignatian model uh, right. with lots of people talking at you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, as great as uh, lots of talks can be, that speed is not for everyone. The, the key modality here will be silence. Oh. And finding, uh, learning how to use the power of, of silence in our spirituality and also in the family. Uh, so that'll be one of the key uh, components. And then spiritual direction as well. We're asking holy priests to come and be available, maybe for the first time for a lot of people, for spiritual direction, including teenagers, anyone of age. Uh, so the sacraments, of course, but that spiritual coaching that we talked about, maybe that relationship could be started possibly on this uh, retreat. But in a very concrete way, we want to offer families some, um, maybe maybe families would come and receive one idea, one tip, one, oh, wow, I never thought about that. Um, but a key principle here is not, I always say in ministry, don't duplicate, authenticate. Yeah. So don't you, if, you, if you're coming on a, a retreat or any event for that matter, don't look to, to copy like, oh, well, that works for that family. Uh, the goal is to get inside ourselves and to listen. What's going to work for my family? Maybe just one thing. You know, I, I, uh, the, a great book, uh, Thomas Akempis, uh, uh, The Imitation of Christ, uh, one Session, one paragraph in there, it says, imagine if you could just change one vice into a virtue. Tell me one oh. more time what that website is. So the, the website to register for the treat is the Epiphany of Our Lord Parish, which is www.epiphanystl.org, starting on uh, June 7th for this Transcend Family Retreat, the last weekend in October. Well, think about it. Well, that's the music. That means that hour has slipped by again. Please do your bit. Remember, we, we talked about a little bit how we as baptized people are called to spread the word, invite people to come to church. If they ask you to pray for them, pray for them right now. Let them know you're Catholic, and this is where they need to be, too. Uh, I hope we see you next week. Tell a friend. God bless you all. You've been listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. If you would like to join us in our evangelization efforts, you can order a copy of today's broadcast or any of our past programs by visiting us on our website, stjosephradio.net. That's S-A-I-N-T, josephradio.net. Or call us, 636-447-6000. It's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world, bringing the good news of Christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time. Thank you for your prayers and support. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents.